make an informed decision about your cancer treatment after hearing from our experts. This is Managing Cancer with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Here's your host, Melanie Cole. Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the U.S. Understanding lung cancer risk factors and symptoms can help you make a more informed treatment decision. My guest is Dr. Bruce Gershenhorn. He's a medical oncologist with Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gershenhorn. Let's start. We're going to be talking about navigating a diagnosis of lung cancer, but I'd like you to give us a little bit of risk factors. Who is at risk for lung cancer? And tell us some of the symptoms that might send us to the doctor. Sure. First of all, it's great to be here, and thanks for having me. Um, as far as risk factors for lung cancer, it's smoking, 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 smoking. And uh, um, prior to prior to the advent, actually, of cigarettes being around, uh, smoking was a very rare cancer. Uh, I'm sorry, lung cancer was a very rare cancer. And uh, it, it, since since the advent of cigarettes, um, smoking has risen to a point where it's the actually leading cause of cancer death in the United States amongst men and women. And uh, uh, there are some other risk factors that are associated with lung cancer, such as specific exposures like asbestos exposure, um, other environmental exposures, but those are much less common. Uh, Smoking is a disease that, uh, cancer is a disease that happens in smokers, and uh, outside of smoking, it's very, very unlikely to get the disease. But are there non-smokers that do get lung cancer? There are. There are. Um, and that population is slowly on the rise, but the vast majority of people who develop lung cancer are smokers. So it is the clearly the leading risk factor for developing this disease. Now, what about symptoms? You know, some people are coughers, some people are not. Some people have chest pain, but it could be anxiety. How do you know, and when do you come see someone? You know, that's a great question. And, uh, um, sometimes even lung cancer develops in an asymptomatic person, meaning a person who develops no symptoms. But the common presenting symptoms with lung cancer are cough. Sometimes people even cough up a little bit, little bits of blood. Uh, sometimes people develop a little bit of weight loss, uh, shortness of breath, or uh, episodes of difficulty breathing. Um, and just sometimes an overall feeling just of not well-being. People feel somewhat sick. But the major, the major symptoms at presentation are usually related to cough and shortness of breath. Okay, so now if somebody gets that hideous diagnosis that they don't want to get, but they've gotten this diagnosis, they've gone to see you, you know, you've, you've determined that this is what they, are, what they have, then how is, what's the first beginning treatment? Because it's not necessarily a no-hope situation that everyone thinks it is, is it? No, no, no. Uh, and symptoms um, and uh, the disease management has changed uh, dramatically, actually, over the past five to ten years. Um, the first thing I would say is when someone has a cancer diagnosis is um, uh, obviously the, the stress and the fear and the anxiety associated, associated with it needs to be addressed, but you need to be educated. You need to understand what options are out there, specifically what type of lung cancer you have, because there are different types. And the more we learn about the disease, uh, the more we are subtyping this disease into different populations. And you need to know the stage. You need to understand exactly how advanced this is and um, what your options are based on the stage. So you need to educate yourself and find a team of professionals around you that can give you the guidance and, and guide you through this difficult situation. 
So once you've staged it, and, and staging one being the earliest stage, then you look at the courses of treatment. So what treatments are out there for lung cancer? So for the first stage of lung cancer, the treatment revolves around surgery. So removing the tumor from the body, usually via a technique uh, called a lobectomy. Um, for the second stage of lung cancer, which is a little bit more advanced than the first stage, when the glands near the tumor become swollen with cancer, the treatment also revolves around surgery. Usually after surgery for the second stage, we do give chemotherapy, which will lower the risk of the cancer coming back. For the third stage of lung cancer, um, which is when the, the tumor usually involves some of the lymph nodes a little further away from the tumor called the mediastinum, uh, the treatment mainly revolves around radiation and chemotherapy given together. The role for surgery in the third stage is a little bit more questionable, and you have to address that with your specific medical provider. For the fourth stage, which is when the lung cancer actually spreads outside the lung to distant sites, like, for example, if the lung cancer spreads to the liver or if it spreads to the other lung or the bones or sometimes even the brain, um, the treatment revolves around chemotherapy. Okay, so targeted treatments. You know, there have been a lot of new advances, and in lung cancer treatment, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting, the things that you can do now. Speak about some of the targeted treatments and targeted therapy. No, this is a great question, and this is actually the key evolving paradigm in lung cancer right now and where a lot of the advances are being made. Um, there are specific driver mutations, and as we call it in oncology, which are basically the gas pedal that makes these cancers spread, that makes them divide, that makes them go to other places and makes them hurt people. And there, there's cutting-edge technology now to try to determine what are the driver mutations in the cancer and are there drugs out there that are different from the typical chemotherapy drugs that kill cells that are undergoing cell division that can actually target the driver and shut down the driver or, or put the brakes on and stop the cancer from growing and... Um, um, be much more targeted in that specific to the cancer and minimizing side effects. So, for example, EGFR has been a, a huge advance. It's a mutation that's present in the cancer, and predominantly this actually happens in non-smokers. I know we talked a little bit about um, sm uh, smoking as a risk factor, but in the non-smokers who develop lung cancer, EGFR mutations are actually fairly common. And uh, these mutations are, again, what's driving the cancer, and there's pills, um, for example, Erlotinib or Tarceva is a pill that can shut down that driver and could um, profoundly affect someone's prognosis from, from, the, from the lung cancer. Um, there's other drivers that have, been um, that have been determined now that also have targets, such as ALK or ALK, as it's called. Um, and then there's other ones that, uh, such as ROS1, such as BRAF, such as HER2, there's a lot of other drivers that are being picked up that are really um, substratifying lung cancer into many different cancers. And if we could find a driver that's targetable via a drug, then um, we can do a lot to help these patients rather than just use standard chemotherapy um, that affects uh, cell division and um, 
has the side effects that most people think of when they think of chemotherapy. Well, you segued beautifully into the next thing, Dr. Gershenhorn, side effects. And when you talk about EGFR and ALK and people hear these things and they're terrified of the treatment side effects, not even always the treatment itself. We don't have a lot of time left, but can you please speak about, you know, dealing with those side effects? Yeah. So, I, you know, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, we have a very integrative model where we feel like um, naturopathic medicine, nutritional care, mind-body therapy, lots of other support services um, can help uh, enable someone and uh, um, get them more involved in uh, dealing with some of the side effects from drugs. And the typical chemotherapy side effects, um, which include nausea and sometimes hair loss, and um, a poor appetite, um, low blood counts, or risks of infection. Um, we have newer and newer treatments available to target those side effects to make the treatments more palatable. More palatable. Um, That's so important. And in the last 20 seconds, Dr. Gershenhorn, can you sure. please just wrap it up, give the people listening some hope about the advances in lung cancer treatments? So I think that um, being a, an oncologist now that specializes in lung cancer, I, I'm very excited about the future. I think that uh, learning more about specific targets that we can at, uh, attack via certain drugs, learning more about the, sh- the immune system and how to uh, harness the power of the immune system to help fight cancer, um, holds great hope for people uh, that are fighting this difficult disease. And you're listening to Managing Cancer. For more information, you can go to CancerCenter.com. That's CancerCenter.com. This is Melanie Cole for Cancer Treatment Centers of America.